This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. Hi, welcome to EM Weekly, and this is your host, Todd DeVoe speaking. This week, we have a special edition, the Spooky Halloween Edition. Anyway, what we're doing is we're looking at the movies where you would have to activate your emergency operations center. We had 17 nominations, and I'm going to start from the bottom. I'm just going to read up the bottom list until we get to our top five, and then we'll get into a deeper discussion about those five movies. So number 17 is The Blob. Number 16 is On the Beach. Number 15, okay, Patrick, I'm not sure how this is a scary movie, but we'll put it on there because it was nominated, The Notebook. Number 14, we have The Exorcist. Number 13, we have Zombie Beavers. Number 12, we have Carrie. Number 11, we have Thanks Killing. Number 10, and this is the one I nominated. I don't know why I didn't get more votes. It is Ghostbusters. Then we have, coming up number 9, we have Alien. The next one is Shaun of the Dead at number 8. At number 7, 28 Days Later. Number 6 is The Storm of the Century by Stephen King. And then we have our top five. It's Pet Cemetery, Dawn of the Dead, Zombieland, another Stephen King's The Stand, and then the number one is The War of the Worlds. So let's talk about these for a minute. Now, The War of the Worlds got the biggest vote, obviously, and I get that because, I mean, it actually did cause response uh, from back in the 1930s. So we're going to get into that one a little bit. But let's start with Pet Cemetery. It's Pet Cemetery. How and why would you activate your emergency operations center for Pet Cemetery? I don't I don't get that. It's a scary movie. Yeah, you have a bunch of pets I suppose that are coming alive. I suppose you'd have to like like a public health, I suppose would be it, right? I mean, you have pets come out of the ground. Um I haven't seen the the new remake of it. The one I saw was back in the eighties or whatever, and uh, with a little boy. But then the little boy comes out and he and he's running around. I don't know. I mean, activation of the EOC for that. Hmm. I have to think about that one. I mean, maybe like an incident management team or something like that. Some sort of response, I suppose, is needed. But would you really activate the emergency operator? What like resources are you going to order? Kind of confused on that one, but that got it. Dawn of the Dead. All right, now, completely get it. The whole zombies, we have so Dawn of the Dead and Zombieland, and they're very similar. Um, Zombieland beat out Dawn of the Dead by two votes. All right, so let's talk about zombies in general. Now, I know the CDC did put out a drill for zombies, and if you watch, like, all those zombie movies where they have, like, hospitals and things and, like, roadblocks, and then, of course, at the, at the checkpoints and those roadblocks and whatnot, the soldiers, they're all turned into zombies. So obviously, they're like super ineffective of shooting zombies. And and like if you, we'll go with like, you know, The Walking Dead as being the now premier way of like killing zombies. And so you, you got to get them in the head, right? I guess that's always been the way. But I don't know. In other movies, do other parts of the zombie come back to life? So either way. And so 
let's let's go with the idea that it's an infection that if you die, you're going to turn into a zombie no matter what. And the idea of um, The Walking Dead. So it's a public health issue. And then we come to find out, spoiler alert, everybody who has not seen The Walking Dead. And we come to find out that it's no matter what you do, I mean, there's like no avoiding becoming a zombie. I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so there's that. So is again, it's a public health. It's a public health issue. Are we activating our EOS? I suppose you would, right? I mean, definitely in like the larger cities. But then what happens when like somebody in the EOC turns into a zombie? Then your whole entire like command staff, they're all zombies and whatnot. Got to think about that one for a minute. So do you want to put everybody like in the same room? I think social distancing would be like the way to handle that, right? Like no one's allowed to come out of their house. But then how do you force it? And then like if the cops and like National Guard guys are running around doing social distancing and they turn into zombies, right? Hmm. So zombie land, Dawn of the Dead. So we're going to activate our EOC specifically for this. Now, I have to go on to our next one. And I really um, kind of embarrassed because I had never seen it. Stephen King's The Stand. What exactly is The Stand and why are we activating our EOC for it? From Stephen King, the master of suspense, comes his all-time bestseller. released by a government mistake. A frantic military willing to stop at nothing to cover up the terrible truth. The so-called super flu does not exist. What did you do? What did you people do? As the plague sweeps out of control, a nation erupts, society crumbles, the end is here. The now, all that remains, the demon, the prophet, and those chosen to survive. Drawn by dreams of an old woman. You're coming along to see me, won't you, Mary? The chosen ones stream to Colorado to find their dreams are real. Help us to be true, dear Lord. Help us to stand. Vegas, an army of darkness assembles, controlled by dreams of their leader, Randall Flagg. Go for it. Do it, Harold, do it. It's time to make your stand. The ultimate stand against the forces of evil. Jabbar, Ruby D, and Jamie Sheridan. Stephen King's The Stand. Okay, I, I can see, I can see with that, like why, why uh, that made the list. 
So it's a that's a virus outbreak, and then there's a a war after that to uh, I guess get control, good versus evil type thing. So I guess the EOC would just be activated in the beginning, but it looks like the government was trying to do something, or at least they said cover up. So whatever that means, and uh, so were they working with the local government? I guess not. They're trying to squash it, I suppose. So there's that, the stand. Um, yeah, I can see activating the EOC for that. Like I said, again, here we go. There's a there's a there's a theme going on here with the um, public health crisis. This was a flu bug that was killing everybody, I guess. Uh, for those who see the movie, you can kind of discuss it further, but or the TV show, I guess. So there, there's that, the stand. Now, let's talk a little bit about the original 1930-something War of the Worlds. Following on the news given in our bulletin a moment ago, the Government Meteorological Bureau has requested the large observatories of the country to keep an astronomical watch on any further disturbances occurring on the planet Mars. Due to the unusual nature of this occurrence, we have arranged an interview with a noted astronomer, Professor Pearson, who will give us his views on this event. In a few moments, we will take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, New Jersey. We return you until then to the music of Ramon Raquello and his orchestra. now to take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, where Carl Phillips, our commentator, will interview Professor Richard Pearson, famous astronomer. We take you now to Princeton, New Jersey. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Carl Phillips speaking to you from the observatory at Princeton. I'm, I'm, I'm standing in a large, semicircular room, pitch black except for an oblong spread in the ceiling. Through this opening, I can see a sprinkling of stars that cast a kind of frosty glow over the intricate mechanism of the huge telescope. Ticking sound you hear is the vibration of the clockwork. Professor Pearson stands directly above me on a small platform, peering through the giant lens. That was just a clip that we uh, we had from the show uh, from the War of the Worlds, nineteen thirty-eight. And if you listen to it, it's interesting because the way that they put this together um, was really interesting because they did do in the beginning saying it was a show, but that was it. That was only the beginning. And if, so if you turn on the radio, I'm halfway through or whatever, it sounded like programming, uh, just music programming being interrupted by some sort of news, kind of like what we do today. And so the people in 1938 only had their radios. And so they started thinking, Oh my gosh, this is like a real broadcast. And it caused panic over the Northeastern uh, United States. And so if that, so realistically, if this happened, you know, back in 1938, they probably did activate their emergency operations center because they thought that they were really being attacked by Martians. And uh, so I just wanted to play a little bit of that. I thought that was kind of, uh, kind of fun. And, and there are some radio stations that today will be playing that in, in the entirety. Now, for the movie that happened, you know, with Tom Cruise, I think it was, um, yeah, it's a little of a different world, but I suppose, yeah, if there's going to be an alien invasion, you for sure would have to activate your emergency operations center, you know, um, or at least some sort of 
government agency would be doing something, would it be FEMA or the, definitely the, the DOD, right, and, and whatnot. So those would be some really good examples of movies. Now, I, along with Charles Lane, had this conversation, and they Charles did a, a show um, last year on the um, um, New York City's handling of Ghostbusters. And then I like the question that Charles asked, and I, I, I wish it was my uh, my idea. I think Charles asked it. It might have been Daniel. Asked, what about the cleanup of the Marshmallow Man? Like, public works has to come out. Like, what do you do? Get flamethrowers or something and, and, and uh, you know, melt the town? Or is that worse or whatever? Or are you going to have rat infestation, infestation after that? You know, those type of questions. So I think take a look at this Halloween. Take a look at some of the movies with a critical eye of emergency management and ask, what would you do if you were in charge of that city? Thank you so much for uh, for listening today. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Instagram as well. And uh, you can always tune in to Citra Radio for more information. Happy Halloween. <laughs>